bad. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Classic. Live on inside. You got some nice florals back there. So rich right now, right. right? Breaking news. We don't. We stop forever. Absolutely crazy, guys. We're witnessing history right now. Ten years, seven hundred million. That's right, seven hundred million dollars. Am I happy? Yeah, I'm happy for him. I wish he stayed on the East Coast, like I've said all along. But this is unbelievable. Congratulations to the oh. Uh, to the Otanis. I mean, I don't even know what to say. His family, his friends, his people he just met, everybody's good. Let's go. What about his great, 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 great grandkids? Because they're going to be so rich. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Am I right? He's going to put all that money away. He's just going to, he might even buy a couple teams in every different uh, sport. So be ready, big dog. They're gonna, he might need you. My my favorite part is the Blue Jays were in on this and they were showing him their $80 million workout facility down in down in uh, Dunedin. He's like, the only reason I was touring that was so that I could build myself one. So he's going to get his <laughs> own spring training complex just next to theirs. He's going to buy the land next to theirs and have his Otani complex down in Dunedin. That is unbelievable. 70 millions. And of course, it's announced essentially via Otani on social, his agency, you know, you had all the insiders getting after it after a day full of fake news on Friday. He was like, psych, just wanted to piss everyone off for 24 hours and also get Blue Jays fans. So I'll, I'll summarize it. Dear Toronto, have fun with the Shark Tank guy that wasn't me on the private plane <laughs> on Friday. <laughs> but in all seriousness, let, let's start with the headliner here, which in addition to money that is going to gain attraction worldwide from fans that have nothing to do with baseball, that are just sports fans, life fans that are like, what the hell's going on in Major League Baseball that they can give out $700 million. Todd Father, I want to get your take on what the Dodgers look like as a ball club now, and not just on the field, but as a business. The business of the Dodgers now is going to revolve around the most unique player in our sports history, an international superstar. We uh, we should have put some stock in the Dodgers because yeah, if you put a couple bucks on them, your money's going out the roof right now. No, but serious note, they are the team to beat now. In my opinion, this is the squad that the NL West is in some trouble. Those teams are in some trouble. Um, and they got him for 10 years. So once he's actually fully healthy, he's going to try and come back and pitch again, hopefully. And he's going to be as dominant as he was. This guy's like a fine wine, dude. He just keeps on getting better with age. And just thinking of guys, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, um, Shohei Otani. I mean, just think of that one, two, three right there, dude. This is just absolutely crazy. The top three guys. This is like an all-star team put together for the LA Dodgers and uh, they say the cream always rises to the top in LA, man, they, they, they definitely did that. Kratz, he's going to pitch in 2024 or 2025, sorry, as well. So this coming season just gets to get settled, right? First year, although not much of a commute for him to change. Obviously they're not close to each other. Um, Dodger stadium in Anaheim, but for major league baseball terms, they are, he stays in Southern California and then, oh, 
Guys, by the way, I know you love what you're getting here on offense. In 2025, I could anchor your starting rotation if you'd like. They have to. They have to be thinking he's going to. And Kershaw, maybe one more year here. They sign Kershaw, and all of a sudden he takes takes over Kershaw's spot. You're. It, it is. It's just. It's so fresh. The news is so fresh to me that I have a time wrapping my head around what what all is going to happen. Todd was saying about that lineup. Like, obviously, these guys were the favorites. Going into it, there was a lot of excitement about the plane rides and super secret brotherhood of meetings that they were having in Toronto. But like this lineup in LA and the whole fact that they haven't spent the Dodgers. Can we say that the Dodgers essentially missed the playoffs this year because they wanted to sign Otani? Because I get it. They had a great season, but they didn't win in the playoffs. They didn't go out and sign big free agents. I'm obviously nobody's going to touch what Otani is going to bring, but you saw them kind of pare down a little bit in their payroll going into the season. And now New Balance is going to have to get their own, get their own site offsite over in LA. Like this is, this is historic. I mean, we're talking Dude. like, we're, Go ahead. I mean, I, I can't. I can't get over it. I wrote so many things down in the last twenty-three minutes since I found out. Well, good. Good news. We're we're gonna we're gonna stay on live and just give the people everything. Okay, we'll try and get some other people on board here too throughout the afternoon. But you're right. There are eighty thousand layers to uncover with this story. And every time you make a point, Kratz, I start thinking about something else. Like, remember how some people said, "Oh, well, New Balance has headquarters in Boston. Maybe he'll go there." Um. I'm Shohei Otani. You come to me. You come to where I want to go. You think he's going to yeah. dictate his life, one of his freaking shoe contracts on a on a sponsorship deal? That is freaking insane. If you actually think about that, Kratz, can you imagine? Like, think about it if you're in his shoes, right? You played, okay? So let's say you're a free agent. You're the best player ever. You're going to the richest contract ever. You're already rich as hell. And you have a nice little shoe deal that's paying you maybe, I don't know, five to 10 million bucks, which compared to what you're getting now, $70 million a year is literally like, I don't know what you give the dog walker. So with, in any case, you say, oh, I'm going to uproot my lifestyle to a team that and a coast that I don't want to go to just because my shoe deal is there. That is how ridiculous some of the thought processes were for people that were trying to prognosticate where Otani would end up, where all along it was the front runner. It made way too much sense. And also when it comes to the Dodgers, Kratz, is this not the only team that can consistently promise him dubs? They, You're right, fans, and Dodger fans specifically, you can get pissed. The Dodgers have only won one World Series during this dominant run of taking down the division. You've got it. And yes, some people can argue that was a weird-ass year. All good. But Shohei Otani in the playoffs, he's never sniffed the postseason. The most exciting times of his life are going up against his buddy Mike Trout in the World Baseball Classic. So obviously he's going to try and select a team that is going to give him as much of a guarantee of making the playoffs as possible. And so he found that destination and he doesn't even have to go far and they're willing to shell out ultimate cap. The dream destination for him from the jump, was it not? hundred percent guy. Obviously we don't know a lot. Lots made about the fact that we don't know much of what goes into his mindset. I talked to his assistant hitting coach, one of his assistant hitting coaches. Obviously it was somebody that was with the angels. 
he said this guy works tirelessly at trying to refine his craft of hitting. He said, I don't know what he's going to do next year. I Like only hitting, yes, he's got a rehab, but only focusing on hitting, you might see something that you have never seen in baseball because he said he is that good and that dedicated to being that good. And to me as a baseball fan, not even I'm not even a Dodger fan. I don't even care. Like this is what we needed because we wanted Otani in the playoffs. He goes to the Blue Jays. He goes to the Cubs. They haven't gone to the playoffs in 10 straight years. They haven't. Like if you're looking for winning, he Otani showed, yes, he got 100 million. I'm sure the Blue Jays are going to come out and say we offered him 680 and we tried our best. If you're looking for winning, this is the place. You're looking, to, you go to LA or you go to Atlanta, but Atlanta will probably giving them like Brian Kenny type of money, like 325. Now he was in the twos. He predicted. Oh, he said, for, he said 280, 280. Two something, 265, I think he said. Which, which, was, which at one point was like maybe 54% accurate, but now it's not even 54% accurate. It was like <laughs> a third of the way there. It was cute. It was cute. Do, do you think, neat. I mean, God, so many ways I want to go here. Do, what, what do you think Major League Baseball and the league thinks about this? Because on one side, I mean, this is the maybe most marketable player ever based on being an international superstar, pitching and hitting, which we've never seen in the modern game. But I do think the league has become so focused on profits that when a player resets a market, I know he's different from anyone else, but he's, he's now going to make $70 million a year. If Juan Soto has an MVP in the American League this year, it's not necessarily going to be asking for 700, but he's going to be asking for a lot. This also exposes many franchises, right? The Seattle Mariners have spent the entire month cutting payroll. And I think Otani at least would have considered Seattle. I think that's a team that he would have looked at. West Coast, he spent time there in the offseason. They essentially told him, screw you, dude. We're not interested in playing at this ballpark in terms of money, $70 million a year. They're like, you're crazy. They're like, we're pocketing 70 a year. We're not giving that up. So <laughs> the, the sport is healthy. And the Dodgers recognize the marketability. NHK is going to cover all his games. They already have the perfect case study. They can go to Anaheim and be like, you guys were making $20, 30000000 million a year off Otani and Hard. We're going to double that per year. Plus, the value of the franchise skyrockets. So for business, every owner should be looking in the mirror and saying, did I do the best shot? Did I give my best shot at trying to acquire an historic icon in our sport that brings so much intrinsic value and so much money, so, much, so many ancillary opportunities to capitalize? I, I told people I want questions, Kratz. So... We're getting, first off, Dodger fans essentially in tears because yesterday put them on an emo emotional roller coaster. People that were watching FT Live, the regular show yesterday, were like, that's it. It's done. He's going to Toronto because we had some fake news from reporters who are now going to also have to look in the mirror. But people are like, oh, some people are like, Dodgers pitching still trash. I'm like, oh, okay. Let's relax. Oh, my gosh. There, do you know how many free agents have signed out of the top 50-ish right now? About five. Do you think that Shohei Otani is not going to sign with a team that is just going to say, okay, now you're taking up all of our budget. By the way, he's got deferrals in there so that it can 
stretch the salary cap, aka luxury tax number, to make it easier for them to acquire players without having to give up spots in the draft, international money. So just think about the fact that the Dodgers are not going to be short on pitching. They are all in for the next many years. They will do whatever it takes to, on paper, look like the most dominant team in baseball. So yes, right now, they don't have the shiniest pitching. But do you think their offseason is over? Here's here's a note. Like, think about Max Scherzer when he signed his deal with the Nats. He was $30 million a year for, I think, seven years. I could be wrong on that, but I know they deferred half of his contract. So they went in a year. So now Scherzer is the highest paid player on the Nats, the second or second highest paid player in the Nats because Strasburg's the highest, like the third highest paid on the Mets, and one of the highest paid on the Rangers. All that to say, he deferred his seven-year contract for seven years afterwards, $15 million a year. Think about if the Dodgers, on their payroll, are only paying Shohei Otani $35 million. I'm just going by the fact that you know that's half, just like Scherzer did. But the contract is now 20 years long, so they'll be paying for 10 years after he's done $35 million a year. Right now is their window. Ten years from now, we don't know what's going to happen. The Guggenheim crew is going to cash out $35 million. Now, all of a sudden, you're paying Shohei Otani, the most marketable player, $35 million. You might actually make that $35 million in what you said, the ancillary funds that are going to be coming in, billboards, advertisement. I don't need people. Merch, like... We're all, every is flourishing. And listen to this. Here's six teams for you that right now their 26-man roster is less than $70 million. Four is the lowest. Oakland, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Casey, Cleveland, Milwaukee. All under $70 million. Their 26-man roster. How is that possible? And some people are going to be crying for a salary cap, which, by the way, we don't have a hard salary cap in baseball, but it's getting more firm by the year, right? You get punished significantly for going over, and it's not just punished in cash. Look, for example, at the New York Mets this past year. You had a bad year who had a higher payroll than everyone else, and when the draft lottery came around, they had to pick 10 slots lower. They got nine. They had to pick 19, punished for trying spending money so keep that in mind as well but hey so i mean there's there's so many spots to go here i love the questions we're going to answer as many of them as we can as we go along here next some people asking like what do the dodgers do next though on the pitching front we'll get to that it'd be insane if they still go after someone like yamamoto i doubt it i think there's other pitching they'll go after but um are the dodgers like the evil empire now because some people were like hey if the yankees end up getting Yamamoto and they got Soto. That's a very dominant offseason for a team that was coming off a brutal year on their front. They used to be obviously the evil empire and a dynasty team, really the last, not the last dynasty, because I would count the Giants for sure. Um, but do you think that the Dodgers are going to roll in course and sell places out based on the star power they have? But will they be kind of hated? Because it's like the rich get richer in terms of their roster and a player like this, you know, he didn't go to more of an underdog team, which the blue Jays were the underdog in the race here. If you believed that it was between those two, though it's a big ass city with making plenty of money and some big star power on it. The Dodgers were talked about for so long as the perfect destination or the destination that made the most sense. 
that I think some people are pissed off about that, right? Like the team that was favored by be. 50 points won by 60 points. They will be. And and you know what's funny is as a baseball ex-baseball player and a baseball fan, I don't want to see him go anywhere else. I don't want to have a team that's like, not saying the Blue Jays would have would have done anything bad with them. I'm saying, look at the track record of guys going to LA and flourishing, getting better, or at least if they're MVP status, staying that MVP status. Like some guys go to other teams, and you know, just things are done differently. There's there's they're a juggernaut, and anytime you're a juggernaut, the Guggenheims are going to be. They're going to be booed everywhere they go. And Shohei will get booed when he goes to his first road game in Chicago. And he's going to look around and he's going to be like, hmm, it's really cold here. I can't wait till the next six days when we get in six days, I go back home and it's going to be 72 degrees every single day. And I'm about to take this team to where they haven't truly gone since 1988. And then he's going to go back to the dugout after the booze, like, say, in Toronto, because obviously, you know, he's going to hear it up there big time, right? You go back to the dugout, and he's like, damn, they're being really hard on me. And Mookie's going to be like, it's okay, dude. You're super rich. You're living the life. To start pitching again next year. I'm a super nice guy. Your teammates love you. He's going to be like, you're right, Mookie. Life's good. I'm gonna go that's why that's why I don't think they're gonna be hated. That's why I don't think they're gonna be hated because you look at their three star guys who are now like to me, I think their MVP candidacy, all three of them, has gone down because they're all gonna be just taking the MVP votes away from each other night in and night out. But nobody has animosity towards Freddie, animosity towards Mookie. Nobody hates Shohei. So it's going to be hard for – yes, I get it. Giants fans are going to chime in here and go, we always hate the Dodgers. It doesn't matter, you know, if my uncle played on the Dodgers. I would hate the Dodgers. I get that. That's a rivalry. But I, I just don't think – they're not the evil empire. Now, if they win four World Series in his 10-year contract, then people are going to start saying, parody, parody, it's not fair. Like, it's not – it is fair. Everybody had a shot at this guy. That is the beauty of free agency. Owners paint free agency like it is the most evil thing ever. And we shouldn't. Oh, man. Players, they just are so greedy. You know what? If they didn't have free agency, you would actually get to see the $70 million checks that the owners just pocket. Like they would become richer. It's like going to a casino. Casinos are really nice because they're making money. Stadiums are huge, way bigger than Shohei's house because they're making money. And it is it is great, and it also should tell other teams, <clears throat> the Giants, you better, you better step up. It's your turn now. This is a big call out to the Giants. Padres are sitting there like, well, we tried. But the Giants need to do something, or this rivalry will just become not really a rivalry. I'll throw questions at you now too, Krat. So Dodger fans, of course, are saying, you know, this is one of the best days of my life. We haven't even seen him on the field yet. <laughs> Some people want to know how this contract will reset a market for franchise players. And I know th this is icon status. I think franchise goes right below that. But still, 
how does it reset a market in Major League Baseball? Because this is actually the, one of the best PR days for the sport, too. Sport is alive, well, healthy. Everyone's talking about it on a Saturday. So how does it reset the market? And then also on the Dodgers side, is there added pressure right from the jump that they need to push all of their chips in for 2024 and at least entering the season, say we have the best roster on paper. And that includes the fact that Otani's not going to pitch this year. And yes, they do have some holes to fill in their pitching. So, I mean, I think they're offensive side at this point, but pitching wise, what do you think that they should do? I mean, Yamamoto is the easy answer, but let's assume that other teams are now going to go 300 plus for him and, and, and maybe he wants to be in New York. So after that, what are we looking at? So I don't see this as this is a major blip for the Dodgers, but I don't see them. You don't want the Dodgers baseball and baseball fans don't want the Dodgers or the Mets pushing all in because this is not all in. They have more. You're talking, look up what Guggenheim is, the ownership of the Dodgers. And then tell me if $700 million is like a Tuesday, Thursday kind of, kind of rep for them. Listen, listen to this. Talk was, does this reset the market for franchise type of players? First of all, Shohei is not like anybody we've ever seen. He is not like anybody that's in any organization. The closest was, was Jake Cronenworth was pitching in AAA and he was hitting. Like that's the closest anybody's ever got. I get it. Brandon McKay, he was close. Injury, all this stuff. Nobody is this guy. Ronald Acuna is not this guy. Don't say Ronald Acuna is now a 600 million. Here is the number that's shocking to me. This, if you guys watch FT, I have my paper and I constantly, I go to it. These are just a little notes, different guys that I read about what I think their, their contract's going to be. I had Shohei at, at, I think, I forget what I had originally said. I think I originally said like, like 565 or something like that on the show. But I read an article and it said the last three years, I don't care what you think about war. This is just his F war, Shohei Otani. And I wrote this down before, this was weeks ago. His last three years was 26.5, 15.5 as a hitter, 11.0 as a pitcher, which is the elite Hall of Fame track status for both. Okay. You know what that value is? In today's market of salaries per year, $70 million per year. Spot on value by the Dodgers right here. And I'm going to be the last person that will say this, and I'll probably never repeat it again unless it gets some flack. They got a value signing here with Shohei Otani based on his last three years. A value say that signing. Again? A value signing at... 70 million a year. Just look it up. I'm just going by the numbers. This is what T. They're not sitting here going, man, I really like the way his smile is. I really like this. They're going by his last three years in aggregate of what his value is on the field, and they paid him for it. When you go to someplace and you go, you know what? You go to your boss and you say, this is all the work I've done the last three years. I know I've brought you... $300,000 in profits because of the work that I've done. I want to be paid $100,000 a year. And your boss would say, yeah, you know what, Scott? You're right. I am going to pay you. That's, and you are a valuable piece to this company. And Shohei 
got a value, a bargain pick. It's crazy to me. Crazy. What about, for a second, the Angels? We were very all year saying, I think as a group on foul territory, you, me, Brzezinski, Ken Rosenthal, etc., almost a 0% chance he returns to the Angels. People said, well, what, what if he's comfortable there? The one thing that I got out of Shohei Otani was that he wants to win. He wants to be on the field and be happy and be competitive and sniff the postseason. And they didn't provide that for him. They definitely weren't providing a path in the future to be able to play playoff baseball over the next few years. Why would he go back there when he has other options? Just because he wants to be with one major league team his whole life? No, the number one thing on his mind, in my mind, aside from, yes, like the money and all that, like we knew he was going to get paid like this. Maybe not to 700, but he was going to get paid, okay? I took from him comments at times, because there weren't many, that he loves winning and he wants to win. Is that not a shot at the team you're at? And also just a hint for everyone to say, listen, this was not happening for me. I do not want to cross the room at a really nice guy who is also a legend in our sport and Mike Trout and say, damn, we don't get to see this guy on the national stage. Like Jordan Montgomery gets more FaceTime than Mike Trout. And this is nothing against Monty. It's just that we have a dude who was the Mickey Mantle of our sport for the past 10 years. And he played in one freaking playoff series a billion years ago, losing to Kratz's Royals. So if I'm Shohei, no big deal. If I'm Shohei Otani, there's no chance I'm going to a team that gives me one of the lowest percentages of postseason probability Moving forward over the next few years. No chance. That was the one thing I felt really confident about. I was like, if he does that, then he is not who we think he is, which we don't know a lot about, but he is not who we think he is. Because in the World Baseball Classic, he said time and time again, this is freaking awesome. I love playing in competitive ball. To me, that was like, follow me and my free agent case because I'm. He was signing for 10 years. He apologized in his in his post for taking so long. I would say it. I mean, yes, everybody wanted it. You know, have some patience. Like the guy's signing somewhere for $10 million. You heard Trey Turner talk about it when he came on our show about signing in Philly. He made the he, – he made an educated decision based on all the information that he got to sign in Philly, just like Shohei, educated decision to sign – where he was going to, and you know what? I am happy as a – I'm ecstatic as a baseball fan because all we've been asking for is Shohei in the playoffs. Is there a better team percentage-wise to see Shohei over the next 10 years in the playoffs? No. There's not. There's fan bases that are going to try and make a case, which you can, right? But Sure. The Astros have been a very dominant team. Sure. They're not all in play for Otani, right? That was never a thing for them. The I think some Rangers fans are like, why not us? Yeah, Braves for sure. But same thing. Braves were not playing in this ballpark of money. It was not happening. You, you never heard their name seriously. Again, that was fake news when it was put out there. So, Kratz, here's the deal, okay? We, we blitz our YouTube channel to say hi to everyone and congratulations to Shohei Otani and to Dodger fans. We'll bring you more coverage of this on our foul territory YouTube channel. Um, if you have questions for us, please drop in a number of spots under this video. 
in the comments section. You can hit us up at Foul Territory Show on Instagram, Twitter, etc. And what we'll do is we'll break in for another show at some point and we'll try and answer as many of those questions as possible and maybe see if we can pry an insider from his phone for like five to 10 minutes. So appreciate everyone for jumping in right off right off the bat here or as quickly as we could for Shohei Otani's signing. Uh, next time I'm on, I'll get myself a ring light from light to dark by the time we got through this. But it was like a sprint from the beach right to family's apartment um, that I'm visiting right now to bring everyone as much as we could here. And we'll do it again. Congratulations, though, to Shohei Otani. What a freaking contract. Congrats to the players who are going to get paid in the future, trying to set a new bar for how this sport should compensate. Last words, Kratz, before we dip and come back later on. And of course, are always on. Monday through Friday, too, at 1 o'clock Eastern time. What do you got? Last words. What's the one thing that stood out to you that you feel like you need to get out right now? Get off your chest. Shohei Otani got what he was worth, and he should be very proud of what he's done. And the Dodgers absolutely put the rest of the league on notice that they are the team to beat right now. Well said. Cheers, everyone. Thanks for uh, supporting FT Live. A lot more coverage of Shohei Otani signing with the Dodgers coming soon everywhere that you watch and listen to us. Bye for now.